We don't, I think that is a heavy part of our privilege is that we don't think about that here at home. We live in LA, one of the most diverse cities in the US and we grew up in diverse communities and diverse friends and us ourselves were taught to be accepting, right? Yeah. Uh, as accepting as we can. We would try to practice it. There's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's tough when that realization hits, right? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Ticket to Anywhere podcast here, co-host. I'm Trizzy. And I'm Leah, also known as LA in Flight. Excited for this episode because we got to talk about something that we've never really talked about, which is traveling as an Asian American woman and part of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our identity is something we never really bring to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Um, but we thought it was time and we thought it was a good opportunity, you know, after we had AAPI month last month and we are filming in Pride Month right now. It's June mm -hmm. and it's a big part of who we are. But I think as we say in the episode, we're privileged to not have to, you know, consider it sometimes, but we want to more just yeah. because, I mean, even from growing up, even transitioning into college, mm -hmm. I always wanted to know more about my culture because I feel like I didn't grow up very Filipino compared to yeah. others now that I thought of it. And so now that I'm leaning more into my identity as an Asian American woman, um, you know, we definitely try to weed that in our travels. And, yeah. and in this episode, we talk about how it affects our travels, right? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's because I tend to go the safe route, mm. like mm -hmm. because I'm such itinerary based, like I have an ag agenda, mm -hmm. I'll make sure that we're back in the hotel before it gets like super dark out, you right. know? Like, but isn't that, that's a general, general mm. safety thing, you know? True. Like, I think that's being the right amount of cautious as yeah. well. But I feel you because... And Trizzy and I go into this further, but, like, I could be, I travel South, Central and South America a lot, and I'm Latina passing, mm. right? In a sense that I have dark features, yeah. dark hair, and I tend to travel there a lot because I can kind of move, I don't stick out, yeah, right? And same when we go to Asian countries, but yeah. then it's, um, everyone has a different travel agenda, and people, you know, regardless of where who you are should be able to go where they want minus like it being a war zone or anything like something that would put them in immediate in imminent danger Definitely. but um but yeah it was it was so cool to hear how we how we've how it's affected us in the past mm -hmm. and how we're planning for the future right yeah definitely we're so proud to talk about traveling as an Asian American woman, as LGBTQ plus as part of that community, all in thanks to this episode being sponsored by Rhino. Rhino is a social travel app that allows you to explore, connect, and discover with others. Um, and a lot of creators are being put to the forefront on the app, ones that look like us, that feel like us, that have the same experience as us. They highlight women, BIPOC, uh, API, LGBTQ+, and it is just a beautiful app that's available now for you in the Google Play Store and the App Store. And you can go in, download it, and get your free account and connect with others right away for places like all around the world. The imagery is absolutely stunning and it very much focuses on 
the visual aspect of it. And it's just a great way to start planning your trips and discover new places. Yeah, the app was pretty fun to just upload because it, it was one, you get to look back on mm-hmm. all the all the experiences that you had and you get to put them in, into the app per experience. So if you're going through our Ticket to Anywhere account, you'll see Pinnacles National Park that I just posted. You'll see Hong Kong. You'll yeah. see Dubai. Yeah. And many more. You got all the international trips up there already. Yeah. I was just doing like Atlanta and LA up there for now. Hey. More to come. Hey, we're covering domestic yeah. and international. Yes, so it's we all are. good. And everybody else's visual on there is amazing as well. So I loved it. Yep. So go start finding your community on the Rhino app. Exactly. And you will see Leah posting about coffee. And maybe I'll bring in my tea in there as well. Yes, yes. And you know, every episode we'd be sipping on coffee and tea. So Leah, what is your coffee of the episode? Today, I am drinking the Califia Farms almond milk cold brew vanilla flavored latte. (laughs) It's delicious. Yeah, Yeah. it's delicious. And what is your tea today? Well, my tea was... Yeah. Done drinking so it. It was a chai tea latte. I made it. Um, I had a chai tazo tea bag. Mm-hmm. And then with my homemade oat milk, I added in there with a little agave to sweeten it up a little bit. And voila. There you go. Well, cheers, cheers. and enjoy this episode sponsored by Rhino. This is Leah and Trizzy, and we are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure from anywhere. We prioritize travel in our lives and we both travel very differently. Every other Wednesday, we drop episodes featuring the coolest travelers around the globe, local business owners, community episodes from you, and of course, us, your resident travel lovers. This is Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Watch us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that we haven't really dived into on our podcast and it's really who we are our identities who we were born as right who we move through the world as um and that's definitely being asian american and part of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. and women and women (laughs) yes we represent what probably 51 percent of the world or something like that the world's population so um just traveling in these identities so for me it'd be traveling as an asian american um, me the same, but also along with the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. I didn't really see my identity as an attention getter as right. like something that people would, you know, have a problem with. Problem or, with yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's part of, you know, the privilege of mm-hmm. traveling the privilege of traveling, the privilege of being able to have enough money to buy a flight mm-hmm. and get out there, right? Yeah. Do you think, um, like, moving through countries and moving through the world, like, take out women for a moment. Do you think, like, Asian American or LGBTQ+, plus, like, has more impact on you and, like, how people perceive you when you are traveling? Oh, definitely. Now, nowadays, or like, is there yes. one that's bigger than the other? Do you know what I mean? Asian American versus being true. LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Right? Well, being LGBTQ plus, it's it's you can't really tell. Right. 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 Being an Asian that's true American woman, or being even an Asian, 
it's like the first thing that people see. Yep. Yep. Like I've had instances in Mexico, mm. one of the countries that I probably was a little bit more um, kind of uptight, I guess, mm-hmm. in entering was the east side of Mexico. Mm. Cabo, I never really had an issue because... They're basically California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're basically California. <laughs> but I remember a time when I went to Cancun and we rented a car. Mm. I didn't do anything wrong. I knew not to speed up, even if it was five miles over. Mm-hmm. So I always stayed within the speed limit and stopped at all the stop signs. If there were any that I came across and and I still got pulled over mm-hmm. and we got to pay off the cops. So it was How much did like, you pay them off? Uh, it was like $20 USD. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's it? Mm-hmm. I mean... We, sh- we shouldn't have to be paying off cops. Exactly. But. And so I was the driver. My partner who was with me, she could pass as, right. you know, being um, part like of that. Latina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And luckily she knew a little bit of Spanish because she works in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she did all the negotiating while I was just like this driving. Oh my gosh. I or can't like even imagine. Or like the wheels yeah. and just like being quiet and hoping nothing further would happened besides just letting us go see Chichen Itza. Yeah. Yeah. That's really scary. Mm -hmm. And that was like probably an eye opener for me to be Mm. like, oh, I really got to, you know, research a little bit more Mm -hmm. and see how certain countries perceive other uh, ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, I think that is a heavy part of our privilege is that we don't think about that here at home. We live in LA, one of the most diverse cities Mm -hmm. in the US, and we grew up in diverse communities and diverse friends. And us ourselves were taught to be accepting, right? Uh, As accepting as we can. We would try to practice it. There's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's tough when that realization hits, right? Yeah. Even... When I did my year in South America and I was in Argentina, those little, oh my gosh, the bodegas, like those little corner stores down there, they call them chinos. And chino means Chinese in Spanish. It's like slang Ah. um, because Chinese people run them. But like... Oh, okay. (laughs) I see. Chinese people generally run them, right? Because they're immigrants to Argentina. I see. I I just think that's weird. I'm like, you're naming the store after like a whole. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, okay, what's the problem with it? But Mm -hmm. when you really explained it, I was like, oh. And another thing I've noticed when I was in South America, like all over, when I did South America, I was in Argentina, Mm -hmm. Uruguay, Chile, Brazil. Uh, Colombia, and then I ended up in Central America and Mexico at the end. But especially in Colombia, I got called Chinese a lot because oh. to Latinos that maybe don't know better, have never left the country, they call every Asian what Chinese, they what they know. Yeah. And I I, um, I am Latina. Well, when I was down there, I felt very Latina passing because mm-hmm. I have dark skin, dark features. So like, you know, from the back or from the side... Um, you, luckily I had to get a second, maybe not luckily, but you know, people would like do a double take and be like, oh wait, she's not Latina. And then when I start speaking Spanish, they're like, she's definitely a gringa. (laughs) She is not from here. But I also feel like that worked in my favor in a sense where 
if I'm moving through a crowd, I don't really get the double take that a blonde haired, blue eyed person would get. Yeah. How did you feel when you went to uh, Greece and Morocco? So Greece was interesting. I felt very protected because I was on a group tour. Okay. And I feel like on group tours, it's just so different because you're with like a local guide all For the sure. time, right? Um, you have all the free time, but in Greece, I mean, I actually felt very welcomed. Okay. But I also don't know that I was like hunting out and looking for um, like microaggressions, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was just so hyped to be there. Greece was my first time out of the country when I was 23 years old. It was my, like, university gift yeah. uh, from my parents, that trip, three-week trip to Greece. So I don't know that I was actually, like, looking. And then back then, gosh, I'm aging myself now. But that was, like, you know, 12 years ago. It was a different yeah. time back then where, unfortunately, some of these things were accepted. Like, microaggressions were just normal. And there's just normal way of talking to people, right? Yeah. Um, Morocco, I just went to three years ago. And I was also in a group tour. <laughs> Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, I, I was in a group that. tour. However, <clears throat> I will say being a woman, um, and I don't, I try not to generalize, you know, we're a travel podcast. We want to promote everyone being able to travel, promote inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I've heard that being a woman in Morocco is hard. Being a tourist in Morocco is hard. So my friend and I went on a group tour with Intrepid mm-hmm. to kind of minimize our fears. Yeah. And it was an excellent, excellent group tour. Even so, when we were with like our local guide who was Berber, which is one of like the indigenous okay. um, groups within Morocco, one of our, the, the girls on the tour was still groped in the Medina. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she was traumatized after that. Yeah, for sure. It was really sad and like luckily, knock on wood, wherever it is, didn't experience any of that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I heard the stories and I seen it firsthand how women are treated in, in certain countries. And it just makes you, it gives you so much perspective on the world. And like it mm-hmm. does influence where you travel. For sure. A lot. Yeah. And right? how you travel. And you how you decided tra- to do a good yep. travel. And normally I'd be like, Jack, let's you and I just go. But yeah. even her, she's been to twice as many countries as I have. She's been alive longer than I have. She's mm-hmm. done so much more traveling than I have. And even she was like, no, I, I'd rather do a group tour. I don't think, I think for our safety. Yeah. I was, I was actually very surprised. And we had the best time, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change. I'd go back probably and, you know, explore again. But now I don't know if I'd go back on my own. Gotcha. You know, yeah. just for peace of mind. Right. And that's a good vouch because you have already been there coming mm-hmm. back saying... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back on my own. Would you go back with a partner, like a boyfriend? Well, how sad is that? Of course, I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> no, but if like someone can knock someone out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not so if any guys tour. want to submit their application <laughs> to come with me to Morocco, the DMs are open. LA in flight, the DMs are open. <laughs> That's not what I was going for. <laughs> But, like, do you do you feel safer if there was, like, a, a male figure with you on a trip and not going on a group travel um, to Morocco? Unfortunately, I do. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately, I do. That says a lot, I think, about us traveling as women. Yeah. In general, whether you're in a group or not. Yeah. And, you know, it's also an interesting point. Our tour guide, who was incredible, 
one of the best tour guides of all time. He, um, when we went into the Medina, which the Medina is like the center of town where all the business is conducted. It's like a labyrinth. It's a maze. It's incredible. Um, Fez, we were in Fez, Morocco, when this happened. And it's one of the, it's the largest Medina in the world. Mm. And um, that is where the incident happened. But I remember only that there's a Medina pretty much in every town and their okay. size depends on it or depends on the town. But our tour guide, actually, that was the only Medina, he changed his shirt because he didn't want to be pegged as, oh, my gosh, I'm leading a bunch of, I'm leading 15 tourists around. Ah. So Intrepid has these, like, bright red tour guide polo shirts. And, like, he He was like, yeah, he switched it out. He's like, just for the Medina walk. And I was like, I feel like that says something. I mean, this is something in general about the atmosphere of it. I think it's just, like, always being around, aware of your surroundings, you know. Um, But I think as you know, sometimes marginalized communities, we have to do that everywhere we go, right? Mm-hmm. Asian American, LGBTQ plus women. Yeah. Um, how do you, like, research? Do you research before? How do you, Definitely. You know? yeah. yeah. There's always, luckily these days, thank you, internet. <laughs> There's <laughs> always articles about, you know, how the LGBTQ community is perceived in certain countries. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was one in particular Singapore that my cousin he lives there yeah. so I asked him how it's like there and he basically was just like as long as you're not like crazy nasty PDA you're still kind of respectful of other people's man that goes for hetero couples too like <laughs> that goes for yeah, anybody does that go for anybody I mean like yeah like just don't show PDA and you'll be fine um, but I feel like that's still like a little has it sounds like there's still a little bit of hesitation. Yeah, there is. Um, when we were in Jamaica, that was when we were BFFs, best friends, roommates mm-hmm. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. We had a driver the whole time that we were there in Jamaica. And I feel as though he started figuring it out because he started asking us like, oh, how long have you guys known each other? And just kind of like weird questions where mm-hmm. like maybe uh, a father-in-law would ask, you know, or a future huh. father-in-law would ask rather than, you know, I just like a sad person that who you felt uncomfortable. To a certain point, yeah. For the most part, the driver was great. Nothing happened, but there... I would just like, and have yeah. you have you been to the point where, and this comes into play as women, as Asian Americans, mm-hmm. where you've lied? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All the I time. I mean, yeah. And not even just, you know, Asian, being Lied Asian to protect American. yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. They're just like, so how do you guys know each other? Best friends. Mm-hmm. That's it. We live with each other back in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. We split the rent equally, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Just, you know, it's it's sad because it's gotten, we're, we're so used to it when we go to different countries mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we've traveled openly in, well, you know, take that back, Maldives. Maldives was pretty open. Mm. Uh, I sent them an email before we... Mm-hmm. Uh, went there and we were just like it's a special occasion and when we got there they like fixed up the bed and didn't even blink an eye and stuff like that so but did they know you were coming as an lgbtq like uh well couple? i didn't specifically say yeah. but when we checked in yeah you know i 
was still hoping that they would have everything settled and not like, oh my gosh, it's two, two women. Let's remove everything. Yeah. No, they kept I don't it. Think anyone and, would do that. Yeah. I think that, you know, realize talking about this, I think it says a lot about our privileges that I don't, I don't go what countries, I don't Google what countries are safe for Asian really? Americans. Really? Like even now? Do you no. Google what countries are safe I, for Asians? I do. Well, I mean, huh. I ask around. I don't Google. I'll probably just ask around. Okay. To people who's been there, like, experience, like, how do they feel with Chinese in particular? Because mm. I know the, a lot of the world has, mm-hmm. you know, mm, mm-hmm. problems with China. And so when they see me, even if they guess I'm Japanese or Korean. But it's sad because, like, literally yeah. 50% of your identity is also American. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, you weren't even born in China. Yeah. You know? Seattle, baby! So... <laughs> so yeah, even, you know, that's a good point, even with everything going on today. And then, like, yeah, I mean, all of the all of the places I've been to as an Asian with everything going on, like, you know, Stop AAPI Hate the past few years, like, I've been to really accepting, you know, Mexico, mm-hmm. Baja, California, which is basically California. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, London, big cities, okay. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii is overrun by Asians. Yeah. Lots of Asians there. And then... Heading to Bali, which is Asian. <laughs> so I guess I haven't really been to a place where that might ha- might be a concern lately in the hmm. past three years, you know. But before that, I don't know. I think I go in with this mindset of, like, wanting to change people's perception. Okay. Which isn't that why we travel. Yeah. Right? To, to be a good person and to treat others kindly and to maybe break some misconceptions mm-hmm. about race and identity and who people are and where they come from you know Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of my research um is just google or just asking around yeah i mean there's so many creators that i really love in the space Mm -hmm. um that promote inclusivity and um being yourself you know not being afraid to be yourself like jeff chubby diaries who we've had on here before He's absolutely wonderful and yeah. deserves every good thing coming his way. And there are so many like Latino, Latina creators that I love. I think when I go to a country, I also really love to follow creators from that country because I've noticed a problem where even Bali, I was searching recently, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like cis, hetero couples, white yes. couples that are promoting. And don't get me wrong, their content's great, but there are so many creators that are like of that ethnicity of that heritage Mm -hmm. that can also do an amazing job and they have the local perspective for it which is what we're always trying to promote right yeah um piggybacking off our episode from last week of you know buying local Mm -hmm. and leaning into the local culture and heritage when you go there so like for example when i went the first time i went to the philippines a few years ago i started i found discovered all these like filipino creators and like they're very lucky in the Philippines where they speak English and Tagalog. Those both their national languages. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't read Tagalog. So I was able to get their content in English too, but they're like locals. Yeah. And like this one I want to do everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, who are the people that were like born and raised here? Yeah. You know? Um, so certain creators I follow, I do a bit of Googling too. And then Rhino, the new mm-hmm. app is stunning yeah. and super easy to use. And they put the creators, all the creators that are BIPOC, women, LGBTQ, IA+, um, API, they mm-hmm. put us, P, 
people like us at the forefront and they center around our likes and recommendations and that's so refreshing and it puts us up on this platform that to be honest i think we've deserved for so long yeah exactly it's like we we are the creators we are the person the people that are experiencing all these travels but like you said when you come across like content for bali and you see and i see a white couple like it's it's like we can't there's no relation there so I am not a couple and I am not white. <laughs> like earlier, I was accepting DMs for <laughs> Morocco travel partner. <laughs> but even for you, who is part of a mm-hmm. partner, you know, who has yeah. a partner. Yeah. Like, can you relate to these people that you no, saw in Bali? Probably like, not. Rhino is a good place for me to kind of like seek out, like even filter out like LGBT, like where yeah. can I go that could be safe? How is it like? Mm-hmm. And I could filter out LGBT and BIPOC that. or API in certain situations. And if you follow a certain location, like a destination, mm. Love you could that. see all these other filters with it that fits who you are, fits your identity. How easy is that for trip planning? Easy. Right? Yeah. Well, even today we were looking at Oh, let's go look at Manila, mm-hmm. Philippines. Let's go look at downtown LA, yeah. Los Angeles. Let's go look at, um, you know, wherever, Austin, Atlanta. Yeah. It's, Even you, you could create, like, if some something very pinpointed. Exactly. Like, pinnacles. Yeah. Right? Created Which, one for pinnacles. Trizzy has some great, like, multi-part series on pinnacles right now. If you love long hikes. Yes. <laughs> on the Rhino app. Mm-hmm. Just stunning. Thank you for yeah. that. No, absolutely. Um, but no, I love the idea of following a location. Oh, me too. It's it's so exact yeah. for planning. Mm-hmm. You know? Instead of following one person, then you have to scroll through yeah. everything that they have. There's no filter. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, that's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah. you can filter everything down. You can follow locations. Mm-hmm. And I love the community that we're seeing on there already. So many other travelers that look like us and that have the same lived experiences yeah. as us are represented on there. Yeah, Which definitely. is fantastic. And... One of your favorite perks is that, you know, it's so visually stunning because it focuses just on photo and video, really. Yeah. Not It's not like an e-commerce platform Mm-mm. like some certain photo box apps are trying to be today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of apps and trip planning resources are trying to be so many things at once because they're trying to compete with one another exactly but if you just want to look at good pictures good photos Mm -hmm. and know exactly where to eat stay drink nightlife museums hike then rhino offers that rhino is available to be downloaded on google play and the apple app store yep you have to search rome rhino though Mm r-o-a-m r-h-i-n-o like the animal yeah it's so cute here's the logo (laughs) (laughs) okay growing up asian american did you when you were traveling around with family do you think that affected you or your family as a whole did you feel different did you receive any prejudice i mean i hope not yeah you traveled around domestically a lot right yeah we did a lot of domestic which was vegas la and hawaii yeah that is the asian circuit that is yes that's the asian safe spot me too Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, and my first international country outside of North mm-hmm. America was Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel any different there. Um, didn't even think of anything. 
Um, yeah, we weren't thinking when we were 12. No. <laughs> we weren't thinking about any of that stuff when we were 12. Never, never. <laughs> when we went to, I was a little bit older when we went to uh, Germany, France, Switzerland. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, okay. You know, it it probably helps because we had relatives there. Mm, okay. So we had them speaking for us. Oh. There wasn't any sort of like emotions that I felt that were negative. Yeah. Because language is, a, like we language mentioned, is language huge. is huge. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a half-white household, mm-hmm. so I also feel like I didn't really get any of that either. But then I'm sure my mom got some. My mom is a, a Filipina. My stepdad is white. We'd always travel together as a family. But I'm sure my mom got some, is she the nanny type of comments? Like, mm-hmm. I know. So... I don't think when we were young, I either we didn't or I didn't realize what they were. Yeah. Right? That would probably. Any microaggressions exactly. or anything, any hatred or whatnot towards me. Um, but we went everywhere when we were little. We have a very great, uh, we have a great uh, growing up with travel episode that we released at the beginning. So if you scroll back quite a few episodes, you can find it. We talk about growing up and traveling. Um you know, just how we were, but we didn't tie our identity into yeah that episode much, mm-hmm. you know, for, um, but thinking about it now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's something that we always have to think about now because it's so out there in the media. Okay, so your upcoming travels, like your future travels, um, did you have to consider your identity, who we are, who we exist as for them, you know? Yeah, definitely for the one in potentially in November. Mm-hmm. I hope to, this is me manifesting. I hope to be in Egypt in November. <gasps> so, you know, that is a big play with being a woman. Yep. That is a big oh, play man. being in the LGBTQ community as well. All your boxes. Yeah, all my boxes. All your boxes. And I okay. can't really hide my Chinese-ness. So, mm-hmm. hopefully that won't be a factor. But yeah, I definitely have to do a lot of research about that honestly i've heard so far just be covered up which i expect cover the shoulders Mm because you're going to a lot of pyramids a lot of temples and that's just Mm -hmm. how their culture and religion are so just it's not a hard ask right yeah when people fight it i'm like why yeah why (laughs) so what i follow when i go to countries that have maybe religious cultural practices that i'm not sure about when it comes to dress my um standard is that when in doubt, cover the shoulders and cover the knees mm-hmm. at the very least, right? Definitely. So that's what I try to yeah. use. And a sarong helps too, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Go to our past episodes on like favorite travel gear and whatnot. Sarong is always on my list. <laughs> exactly. And it'll be very good in Bali mm-hmm. in a few weeks. <laughs> I know. How How do you feel about Bali? I um, am curious. It was never high on my list because I've heard how overrun with tourists it's become mm-hmm. the past 20 years, right? Um, and in the past, I used to have a problem with only hanging out with expat communities. Oh. And I would never admit that, but I'm admitting it now. So you heard it here first. You know, like a lot of my friends are English speaking. Yeah. When I moved to other countries, a lot of my friends were English speaking, but that was usually at the beginning and then... You know, language barrier is hard, right? Yeah. It's hard when you don't speak the same language. So um, I really want to. But that's why I always take the opportunity. Say 
you know, I don't get to hang out with locals as much as I can. If there are any locals like in the service industry or I meet along the way, like mm-hmm. I'll always try to ask them questions and ask them about the culture and really like engage with them. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories was meeting a bunch of local women in a hostel in the Philippines in Cebu City. All I did was go sit on the hostel rooftop I and I felt, felt so funny. I was like literally just like drinking, like waiting for people to come up to me <laughs> and talk. But it was perfect because these three women came up and then I spent the whole night with them. Like That's we went amazing. out to some clubs. They should, what, took me out to this amazing food park. Um, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And now I feel like I have some lifelong Cebu City friends. That's amazing. Yeah. So. so do you feel like because Bali has been touristy mm. that your identity as Asian woman, Asian mm. American woman won't be an issue? Can I tell you when I was in the Philippines, I don't know if I should be proud of this or if this mm. is just the way it goes, but like I felt that I was treated much differently, aka I actually got the local prices because okay. I am Filipina American. Yeah. I look like them. I wasn't born there. Mm-hmm. I don't speak the language. But there's something about, oh, this person looks like me. They represent me, right? And it won't be too different from Indonesian culture out in Bali. Like, I very much look Asian, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that will play out. That would be interesting. Even though I, like, have a heavy, heavy American accent. (laughs) Like, it's just different, you know? And I'm like, I'm not made of money. Please don't overcharge me. (laughs) (laughs) That's your your phrase. Yeah. Please. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I don't I'm gosh just this whole this whole conversation it's it is such a privilege to not think too hard about it and I'm trying to think of where I'm going in the future that where I might have to consider it yeah I think between you and I the biggest one yeah is maybe Egypt so just to recap basically we since we haven't done like an episode like this talking about our Mm -hmm. our our identities and traveling um it does play a part in our research it does play a part into um our research prior and during yes like that's sometimes when Mm -hmm. i'm on location i still have to like reassure myself what Mm -hmm. the situation is for the lgbtq community and me being asian american woman as well are there places in the u.s that you that you feel i know i know what a question right but i mean as asian americans lgbtq plus Mm -hmm. you know we do we gotta watch our back at home sometimes yeah yeah we do unfortunately unfortunately right Mm -hmm. so you know do you still do research when you're say say you're going to like i don't know like indianapolis or something yes (laughs) yeah you know Yeah, um, I know times, you know, different Mm -hmm. cities, they, it's more so in major cities where people will feel a bit more safe, obviously, Mm -hmm. but for us, exactly, Mm -hmm. for us, we kind of like to go on the outskirts sometimes Mm -hmm. nowadays, like whether it's camping, a lot of the areas that I've seen um, driving into a national park have been um, known to mm-hmm. be or like obviously shown on you know flags in front of uh, a yard yep so of course research is mm-hmm. everywhere i go whether it's domestic even local mm-hmm. and uh, yeah just to be safe but i think after our conversation today i'm definitely going to do a lot more research because before it was just light research mm-hmm. but thinking about how you know you move through the world in your identity and seeing how much you research 
how much research you do that's inspired me too and you always want to like just watch your back and be safe you know like these are the normal safety precautions but because we're women um you know bipoc women uh asian american lgbtq plus like there's like that extra couple of layers yeah we have to add on to it right definitely luckily rhino is there to put people like us at the forefront and it's just so easy going through the app Mm -hmm. right yeah so it's really exciting to use i can't wait to use it for my future travels especially i'll be heading you know to texas later this summer and visiting friends in the fall and early spring of next year just domestically around the U.S., like, that's still travel, right? You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Travel is travel. Yeah. Even if it's a day trip or if it's... 100%. <laughs> and with that, we'd love to thank Rhino for sponsoring this episode today on traveling as an Asian American woman and traveling as LGBTQ+. Don't forget you can download the app. You just type in Rome Rhino. Download the app on the Google Play Store or the app store today. It is an app, a social app that lets you explore and discover and it puts diversity and representation at the forefront. So you see creators like us and like yourself on there, just sharing the recommendations and we love using it. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere. <laughs>